You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome everybody. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited as usual to be with you guys another week, but I'm also super excited because may I call you queen, a virtual experience was definitely an experience. Like I I really enjoyed it and I really feel that everyone who was able to be there in the virtual building was blessed by the word that the Holy Spirit wanted to bring to us. And I'm so glad I'm looking forward to doing more through the podcast, more through this ministry, and just, I'm just so grateful, and my heart was so full by everything that the Holy Spirit did that night, just coming into the room and speaking to all of the women, and some men, and just speaking to our heart um, individually, and just you know, really relating to what he wanted to do in our life. And I'm so thankful for the ladies that joined me at that event, Simone, Akriba, Sasha, Bianca, just sharing their stories so authentically and just being transparent about their journey and their walks with God. And something that I kept on saying is that, you know, none of us are perfect, but all of us have a story to tell. And that's the truth about everybody who's even listening to this podcast right now. You're not perfect, But you have a story to tell and God is molding your story for greater. And there are people who are attached to hearing that story. And I'm so glad that we had that opportunity to to do that. And if you didn't have the opportunity to be able to attend the event, it's okay because you definitely, definitely want to take advantage of the live course that we're going to be doing in the new year. Um, May I Call You Queen live course. It's an eight-week course. And in the new year, we're going to have a live masterclass to kick it off to make sure that everybody knows what the class is about, how much the amount will be. So we will leave the registration details in the note below. Now, over the next five weeks, we will be sharing the interviews that we did with Breakfast with Queens. One, because I thought it was such an amazing experience that it had to be on the podcast platform, but also in the month of December, I've been doing a whole lot. And so I want to take some time to just rest and to rejuvenate and to just, you know, really hear from God without being overwhelmed. Um, And so that's another reason that I wanted to be able to bring these interviews to you. But I think it's just great on this platform to hear from these ladies. I've only done one or two interviews before. So this will be five weeks of straight interviews that were just life-changing. The first one we have is with Anastasia Palacios, and she is a brilliant TV host. She's an author. She's a great motivational speaker and just all around doing so much amazing things. It's just, it's amazing. And so we're going to put in the show notes how you can get in contact with Anastasia because I know once you hear this interview, you're going to be like, how can I stay connected to this lady? So we're going to tell you how you can buy her book, which is A to Z to the best of me, and just how you could stay connected to her on social media platform and everything. So make sure, look in the show notes for that. And today we're talking about money, power, and fame. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about this interview with Anastasia was the fact that she was so humble about all of the blessings that are in her life. She's a TV host in the Bahamas. And so a lot of people, they know her face. She also has been able to do really well with her company. And so, and she has an amazing family. And so sometimes people may look at her life and be like, oh my gosh, you have so much. But yeah, she's extremely humble through this process. Because one, she says she comes from humble beginnings. But two, she never was 
the person who was seeking after money, power, and fame. She was just trying to really be obedient to what God had called her to do and to just pursue the things that she was passionate about and that she was happy about. And then those things eventually came. But the great thing about it is if I'm not using money, power, and fame for my fulfillment, then I'm okay when I don't have it because I know that my foundation is in Christ. And that's a lot about what we talk about in this interview. So I hope you enjoy the interview as much as I did. Please share it with a friend. And if you were at Breakfast with Queens, I want to encourage you to still listen to the interviews because they dropped so many nuggets during that experience that it's definitely worth hearing again. So I hope that you enjoy the interview with Anastasia and I. I want you to really quiet your spirits and allow the Holy Spirit to really reveal some things to you as we, even as I ask Star these questions, I want you to ask these questions to yourself and take notes as you're asking these questions to yourself. Even Star said it before we brought everybody on. She said, yeah, Corelli, these questions. <laughs> these questions. Them questions deep, I know y'all know I interview people for a living. Uh, I'm Anastasia Fallacious and I, I host uh, television. And so I do these interviews quite regularly. And I'm looking at these questions, Corel sent me like, sis, I, I don't know the answers. <laughs> so, so, so this is gonna be an interesting conversation. And for those who don't know Anastasia Fallacious, I think that you do. Um, I, I wanna introduce her the way I did on a uh, Instagram post I gave right before I came to this. So Star has, um, I used to live with Star's sister. We were roommates and that, that was a beautiful season. Even though it, people might say, I, like I went from a two bedroom to being a roommate. That was a very beautiful season. I enjoyed it. And I was doing my first event in Nassau and Star was over and I say, Star, I doing an event and I want it flop. I say, Star, I need you to, she said, well, Corelle, you got to do it right. If you don't want this to flop, then you, you, you have to put some things in order. So I say, well, Star, I need your help. I need, I need you, I need you to give me feedback on venue. And I mean, Star, we went through it and Star just was giving me her honest opinion. She said, venue, this is what you got to think about time. This is what you got to think about price. This is what you got to think speakers. This is what you, panelists. She gave me the run down. Like if you want to make sure your event is a success, I suggest you think about this, think about this, think about that, think about that. And when I tell you, I listen to her, we, I, I did not live in Nassau even for a year yet when we did that event. And we had uh, like That's 200 cool. women. Mm-hmm. I was people like, people, sh- and it was a Wednesday night. People yes. showed up and it was a Wednesday night. And so, and Star spoke that night too. And she was powerful. And ever since then, that was four years ago. And she's grown so much. She is a daughter of God. She is a wife. She's a mother. She's girl boss. She does it all. She's a transformational speaker. She's an author. She's without any further introduction, you know, all of the amazing things. Y'all give a, a clap in the chat, send a, the claps in the chat or a yes or a yes, queen, something, send something in the chat to welcome Star this morning. Let's welcome Star. Good morning, everyone. All right. So the conversation. So I gave you a verse and it was John 10 and 10. So if you, there we go. See the claps coming in. Hey, Sora. Hi, Andy. Oh, yeah. She's also my lovely Sora. How did I forget that? <laughs> so I gave Sarah verse John 10 and 10. You could write it in a chat. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I've come that they may have a life and they may have it more abundantly. So how would you apply this, this scripture to someone who's strung, struggling with a hunger for money, power, and fame? John 10 and 10. Lathias, that's my favorite verse. How would you, the thief cometh not to steal, but for to steal. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. 
Wow. I mean, Karel, first of all, this is this verse is so incredibly powerful, right? Because it shows us in, in like stark contrast, the difference between God and what his life looks like and what a life of the world looks like, right? So you have this, this concept that somebody is out here just trying to take away from you, right? They came to steal from you, whatever it is. And for a lot of us, it's peace of mind. It's joy. It's the ability to continue on to hope, right? So you have somebody coming to steal from you. You have somebody with the intent, like, and this is, this is cold-blooded. I don't know if any of you ever watched like CSI or um, I was a personal fan of Criminal Minds at one point, but these shows really show us the, the depth of evil when somebody is intent on killing, right? And so this, the devil, the enemy is after us to kill us, right? To kill our spirit, to kill our joy, to physically take our lives. Right. And so this is God saying to you, this, this is what the, the plan is set out against you. So from you coming to this world, this is something that's against you. They, this, this enemy wants to take from you. If this enemy can, it will take his life from you. And if the enemy can, it will destroy you. Right. And that is that is what we're up against. And so it's so important that we're able to get into spaces like this where we could put on the whole arm of God and get ready for warfare, because too much of us forget that we are in spiritual spaces. And, and the Bible tells us also in another verse that it's not against our flesh and blood that we're arguing. You know, we are arguing against spiritual forces of wickedness in high places, spiritual forces that we cannot see or understand. And so it's important for us to understand that in this instance, we are walking about daily, doing the best that we can, um, trying to be encouragers and to be encouraged, trying our best to give our best. And even as that is happening, there are forces around us that are working against us to remove that and to pull that away. But the blessing here is not so much what ought to be fed by knowing what is out there against us, right? And once you know, that's half the battle. Knowing that, man, look here, it don't matter how good it looks on the outside, there's an enemy that is out there that is ready to attack me at any point, and that probably is trying. So even though things may look good, opportunities may look like mine, I have to be aware and abreast and discerning to know, is this a plot to kill, steal, and destroy? But while I know that, and in my knowing, I am able to better able to, to guide my decision making and to do certain things, I also know that Jesus Christ came that I may have life. So you may, your plan is to kill me, but his plan is that I should live, right? That I may have it more abundantly, which means that your plan is to take away, but his plan is to bestow and bestow and to gift and to gift, right? Um, your plan is to, de to destroy me, but he is saying to me that I destroyed death so that nothing, even if I should lose myself in this world in terms of my life, nothing can destroy what it is that he's built for me long lasting. And so I think we get the opportunity to understand that one, even in the best of circumstances, the enemy is working to get us and destroy us, that this is very real. And we know that from Job. And it may not come across in the way that is so evident, right? It may not be a Hurricane Dorian that destroys your house or takes your family, but it could be a Hurricane you. you the enemy might be using you and the, your, limited, your limited beliefs, your limited um, perspectives, your, your poor attitude, your, your gossiping spirit. Then we may be using those things against you yourself. The kill, steal, and destroy. But more importantly, there is hope for us in Christ Jesus who says, no, you will not be taken from me because I've come here. I've left heaven and come to be with you just so that you could have more and more and more. Now, how does that fit into money, power, and fame, y'all? From a, from a very earthly perspective, that same perspective of the person that wants to come steal and destroy, money, power, and fame are the things that the enemy loves, right? Because those are the things that we so desire. And we have this desire because we want to make a place for ourselves in the world. And, and we ought to. We ought to feel and, and feel loved and to give love and to be loved. That's, that's, God wants that for us. That's why he came here to die for us. But so many of us are so insecure in our own way 
that we think that the only way to have value is to have people constantly affirm us. People constantly say how great we are. And herein lies the desire for money, right? Because the wealthier you are, the more people know you because the more people want your wealth. The more powerful you are in terms of being able to make a phone call or to get things done, especially in our society where, where that has become the order of the day, right? And corruption is so rampant. The more you feel like you are in control and that's what so many of us want. So many of us have struggled through things and had our control and our power taken away even as, as young women or as older women um, through sexual violence or emotional violence or uh, even for those of us that may not have experienced those things, even on the job, people have made us feel like less than that we are desirous of power because we want some control over our lives. So many things are uncertain, even this COVID-19, that there's a desire for power just to have some level of control over what happens to us. And that's not always bad, but how we go about pers pursuing that can be a challenge, right? And so there's this desire for money, there's this desire for power, and then there's this desire for fame. And especially in this Instagram age, we see what, you know, people say, God, I saw it you do for the Kardashians, please do it for me getting the sex tape y'all and that, that that was a part of the foundation that that's what had to happen in order for them to be they you are can't forget you can't forget how it's done forget you can't forget and i mean you know i i i'm a probably more liberal christian than most but i'm just saying unless you want that to be a part of your legacy you know we can't we can't say god what you do for them do for me right but i just i'm, I'm bringing it all to our attention because we have to be careful and understanding that while god is an abundant god these things aren't always material. He may give you an abundance of peace that people would not be able to have. He might give you an abundance of courage uh, so that you could walk forth boldly and to, to clean new things and to do new things. He may give you an abundance of love, people that, that are just there for you to pour into and that pour back into you and that support you in different ways. And so it's not always going to be a material manifestation of these things that are so easily the devil is able to steal and destroy, but that sometimes our wealth and our abundance comes in our spirit man. And the more that we are connected to the spirit man and we pursue excellence in our individual lives, the more these things will be added unto us as the Bible says as well. Mm, man, stop, man, man. Stop, drop so much. I'm mad because I y'all y'all ain't see me. Just me, depend on what. <laughs> I, I'm mad. I take the notes because Star said sometimes we're the enemy. Sometimes we are we are gossiping spirit, our limiting beliefs. We are the enemy to what God is trying. We're stealing from ourselves. We're out of position, out of where God is trying to call us. And that was so powerful. And I loved how you said that you have to recognize that it's the enemy who's coming to do these things and the enemy is working through you. In this scripture in John 10 and 10, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he's telling the Pharisees that, you know, you guys don't know who I am and you guys want the people to follow you, but you guys aren't living right. And in John 8 and 44, he tell them you are children, um, you are the children of your father, the devil. So just like Star said, it's the enemy who's coming behind you to seek those things. So when we're going heavily after money and fame, and like you said, those things, you are being used by the enemy to pursue those things. If you're, if you're not being obedient to God to say what I'm supposed to do, that means you're listening to devil. Either you for God or you for the devil. But because we do not see abundance in terms of, oh, abundance could be joy, abundance could be peace, like the things that you said, we only see abundance as money and fame and looking at things like that, then we miss out on what God is trying to bring in our lives because we're listening to the enemy and trying to follow what everybody in culture is doing. Oh my yeah. gosh. I hope you all taking notes. I'm at the stand no work. I have to do it on my phone. I hope. I hope, I hope, indeed. A so what I want to add there though, Corral, is that I don't think that there is, there is nothing wrong with being a believer who is wealthy. And I don't, I don't want to leave depression at all. Because no. I genuinely believe that as a mom, and I know what I would do for my kids, I would just, to see my daughter smile every day, I would bless her as much as I can. Now I can't spoil her. 
because at the same time, I have to help her to manage her expectations. I have to make sure that she's being disciplined. I wanted to be able to communicate as a person um, who has manners and who has respect for God and his creation and the people around us. So I want those things to happen. And because I want those things to happen, um, I can't just give her everything. Everything is within reason. But mm -hmm. I appreciate God is like that with us, that we are his children and he wants to see us blessed abundantly. There are systems on this earth that are in place. And again, these are spiritual systems that we sometimes cannot transcend um, that, you know, man has created. So they have, you know, as, as people of color, we are 400 generations behind those who would have enslaved us. And so we certainly can't, we just don't have the access to certain right. things. But this is why the, the name the Royal Access is important because if God Yay! is our he opens up the storehouses of heaven for us. I think for us, it comes down to, what are we doing each day to be excellent? Are we walking in purpose and in accordance with his will? Because when we are doing that, he says he will bring us before great men, right? If the Bible says to us very clearly, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. The reason that Solomon was so wealthy is because when God asked him, Solomon, what do you want? Solomon said, God, give me wisdom. And so if we are asking God each day, God, could you bless me with wisdom? Could you give me discernment? Then we're able to start making choices, even in the flesh, that would allow us to access the things that in the world that can be beneficial to us. The wealthier we are, Pharrell, the more we could give away. Right, exactly. right now, we're hustling. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get children to pay us for publishing the book. So we have to sell the book. I'd love to give you the information for free, but I, I paid for it, so I, I need right. to pay me. Right? I, can't, I can't serve a, a good amount of people if I don't have the, if I don't put the investment in. You're right. You're right. Okay. This Zoom, y'all only allow 100 people on. It only allow, uh, you know, if, if you all these things come into place, all of these things. So you have to be able to give that investment. You, I, I can't be a resource to other people. But like I like what you said. It doesn't that God wants us to be broke, but we have to be obedient to what God is saying to do next. Are we just asking God, oh, I want riches and payment? Are you saying, God, do what you tell me to do? What do you yeah. want me to do? And he will bring the things when he sees the obedient heart. Like you said, Solomon didn't ask for money. Solomon asked nope. for wisdom and God blessed him with the other things. So it's not that God doesn't want to bless us. It's that mm -hmm. are we willing to be obedient versus seeking those things? What style you got me? Child, if y'all have to leave at 8.30, you can just have to watch the rest on the replay because I want to <laughs> ask the rest of these questions. So uh, the next one that I had for you is um, why do you think money, power, and fame can be so enticing? And have you ever been enticed by any of these? If so, give an example. So I think money, power, and fame can be enticing for the reasons I said earlier. You know, when you have money, Corel, there's you really have access, right? There are very few things that are off limit to you if you have wealth. And so for many of us, and I, I can't speak to how everybody else has grown up. I grew up in a middle-class family, two working parents. Um, I had the privilege of going to private school through primary school, and that was really a blessing. Uh, both my parents worked extremely hard and sacrificed for that, but I also had aunts that would chip in when fees were due. And I know what it's like to, you know, get the call out of class because the fees wasn't in yet. So, you know, I, I, my parents, they did the good, but it was not an easy ride. I did not grow up with wealth. And I got a scholarship to go to a private high school. I had scholarships to go through college. So most of my education and funding that would put me in a different position now was a result of really parents who sacrificed to get me in the right environments and then a community and village that helped to raise me, right? I had, you know, a godparent that would take me on summer vacation so I could travel. And so again, it wasn't that my parents necessarily had the money for these things, but because of the kind hearted nature of who they were, I found many doors being opened for me and people willing to bless us um, and just be supportive. And that's why I... I just always around with an attitude of gratitude. But man, when you have money, you can do whatever you want. And that's the, that's the idea that people have in their minds, right? 
it also alleviates a lot of burden and stress. We've watched um, people in our lives maybe be stressed out by finances. Maybe it ruined some relationships in the past. We've seen that as children and it can be traumatic for us, right? And so wealth is, is enticing because it, it gives you a feeling of confidence. It gives you a feeling of nobody could touch me. And again, because a lot of us are dealing with the emotional issues related to a lack of confidence, related to a lack of knowing who we are, this desire for a material thing that could give us nice clothes, maybe, or get us compliments. And money brings friends, right? Because people won't be around if you pop in bottles in the club. If you buy in everybody brunch, hey, I won't be your friend. And so wealth gives us this false sense of security and, and, and love, right? That we're, that we're often looking for. Now, again, we have to understand that in this world, money makes things go round. And so it's not a bad thing to have money. I know that I am working my butt off now so that my children could be in a better financial position for their future. And the Bible even talks about, you know, wealth, how it should be amassed and how it should be shared and returned back in seven years to others so other people could have it, et cetera. You can set principles in the Bible. But the, the challenge for us is that we become so desirous of the things of the world that we do anything for it. And that is the problem, right? when we begin to sacrifice our bodies and sacrifice our ambitions and limit ourselves to just getting fast money in a way that may not honor God, that is when the problem comes in. And many of us are desirous of looking a certain way and see, and, and the culture of social media perpetuates this, of looking a certain way before we even reach it. We so that we don't have the corral and see, and then the thing is, even our view of wealth is limited, right? And I, I, I'm so blessed, Karabi. Really just he has been so good to me and I've been able to you know travel the world at a young age as a youth ambassador and so I've been able to see poverty and real poverty and what that looks like and, and we have it here in our communities too let me let me not even make a joke about that that there are people who are in this country who are struggling but I've seen poverty at its deepest levels and I've also had exposure to wealthy people you know being all rich and then when you look at our statistics if you have a thousand dollars more in your account you're doing well the average bohemian does not have that right so people, what people ain't really, ain't really saying much. You know, oh. these people have millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? Um, and so for us, it's just like, we just want to go to bag and we just went on an Instagram and we want to put on some Fendi and, you know, we want to drive a nice car. Wealth gives this allurement that I, look at me, look at me. I am so successful. It's vanity. That's what this all comes down to. The desire for power, for fame, for wealth is to fulfill a need of, you are so special that we could, only really find in God. But I like what you said earlier that it's false. It's false. It's not a true, it's not a true feeling of fulfillment or joy. That's why people who are millionaires still kill themselves. It's not mm -hmm. a true fulfillment. So what I want to ask you, have you ever had a moment where you were in that position where you were enticed by money, power, or or fame or wanting to be known? You know, Corel, I, I really cannot say that I have been. And I think because of a couple of different reasons. Once, like I said, I didn't grow up with much money. So I literally my goal was, and I remember articulating this, man, I just want to be in a position where I could pay my bills mm -hmm. because um, struggle with bill collectors and stuff like that. So for me, just to elevate to the next level was to just be able to have enough money to pay my bills. So I had to really remove a scarcity mindset I had around uh -huh. money. That was never even something that I thought that I was capable of achieving. So I, I never set up with that goal in mind. I think I benefited from this though, because I've always had people that supported me in being true to myself. So because I was always a speaker, I was always an actress. I was always into just being happy and performing. And I had people that would encourage that throughout my life. And so I've always been, my desire has always been to be happy. How can I be satisfied? Right. And so 
what I found and because I found my purpose at an early age, because I connected with God at an early age, is that he has just always been so good to me that I've always just been in a space of gratitude for where I am. I'm also a TV host. So locally, I have the natural fame, quote unquote, that many people are searching for. Mm-hmm. I can tell you all, I sometimes rather people not know. know. <laughs> not know. The food store, right? But it's also been a blessing in so many ways because people do know you and they feel like they know you. They want to take extra good care of you. So again, I understand the allure. The allure being that people treat people who appear to be famous or who appear to have wealth differently than they do the average person. This is true. I've seen this and I've benefited from this. So I won't deny it. I think the difference though is that people must understand that in positions like this where people do know you, you know, it's like almost like the higher you climb, the higher you fall. The whole much is given, much is required. Yeah, to whom much is given, much is required. And people are constantly looking to bring you down, right? This is where the kill, steal, destroy comes in, where you will be elevated like Jesus was on by the Palm Sunday today and then tomorrow crucified. And so we have this, we have this, this thing about us where we like famous people, but mom, we like famous people to mess up even more because it gives us vindication and validation that you ain't perfect after all. And that's a ha 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 moment for us. Mm. Of self-confidence and pride. And so, no, Corella, I honestly can't say that there has been a moment, but I will tell you, girl, about two weeks ago, well, performance starts, maybe that was four weeks ago, I was on the boat. We were um, coming from, from Rose Island and passing all of those beautiful homes out in Ocean Club. And Corella, I was looking at them homes, you know, the big mansions and the marble and the pools. And I say, boy, they're some really nice homes. And the spirit said to me, Star, would you want me to give you all of that? And I remembered how Jesus must have thought when Satan just showed him everything. I said, do you want me to just give this to you? And I said, you know, God, I'm just so grateful for eternal life. If that is the wealthiest thing that I can have, then I'm fine with that. And Corella, that's how I really feel. Like, for you to know God, I don't need to get any better than that way. And if I, if God blesses me with that and I can use that to bless others, I, I receive it. Put right. it on me. But right. if that's not part of my life, then I'm fine, right? Because at the end of the day, I know true love. I, I know what it is to have a family. I know what it is to, to live in my purpose. And I know what it is to know Jesus. And I don't, I, I swear to you that it does not get any better than that. Mm-hmm. And I love what you've said too, in terms of, you know, just really understanding exactly that, you know, if God gives it to me, then great. But if not, I'm still fine. Like mm-hmm. there's a song called Covered Me. And he said, I just want to make you proud. If I make the hall of fame, great. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I just want to make you proud. So it means even if I make the Hall of Fame, or if I don't, but if I made the Hall of Fame, it's because that's where God wanted to position me. And so yeah. us being okay with wherever God wants to position us is something I think that that all of us really need to, to understand and to know. Okay, what do you think is the difference between being ambitious and idolizing money, power, and fame? Because in May I Call You Queen, we deal with all of these topics that we'll talk about this week because... Sometimes they can become idle. Sometimes we find our fulfillment, our security, our hope. We rest all of that on these things. Once I have this, I will be good once I have money. So what's the difference between, I'm just ambitious. I'm just trying to go after, you know, what I need to go after. I'm not, I'm not idolizing it. I just, I'm just grinding. I'm just being ambitious. But what do you think is the difference? I think it comes down to, to, to where you prioritize things, right? And so if your ambition comes at the cost of your spiritual time, so you find that you're not praying anymore because you rather you in a meeting, right? And you're not, you wake up early for a meeting, but you ain't waking up early to pray. If your ambition comes at the cost of what you're willing to sacrifice, those values that would have brought you to this space. And so now all of a sudden you're willing to compromise on a project or you're willing to 
do something that's out of character in order to fulfill this ambitious need. I think you're out of alignment. See, there's one thing to want to be a person of excellence. I think God calls us to that. Like I, I, I am so committed to this belief. And I had a vision years ago and I would have shared it at that event four years ago when you and I talked about it. And he said, you know, at that point is when I realized that for, for God and for us, it's about how am I showing up every day, loving God as my loving God and loving my neighbor as myself. And how am I doing that if I am not walking in purpose? Like the things God called us to, Corella, somebody on this call today that needed to hear what it is that you have to say. Mm-hmm. And if you're not walking in obedience to that call, because of your ambition that is driving you to get this book into the hands of people that is driving you to get people to appreciate themselves as queen, then there's somebody that's missing out. Our purposes are tied and connected. So ambition is important because you have to, you have to fulfill the mandate which God has given you and you need to do that as best you can. I think about somebody like Paul and Paul was all over this world traveling, just spreading this message of God because that's what he was called to do. Gotta get it out there. God don't do nothing half stepping. Like he created this world and the intricacies of the bees and the way that they have to pollinate the, the flowers in order for us to get fruit. Like it's all a system. And he is he's detailed and organized and he he plans things out for generations to come. That's the God that we serve. And so I believe that he puts that in us as well as people who are supposed to reflect his honor and his glory. So the, the ambition is not the problem. The desire to achieve is not the problem. If it is with the intention of God, all things are working together for your good. God um, may people see me and give you glory. If that is the posture of your heart, I don't think the ambition is wrong. And you will find that the ambition is wrong because God will open the doors. Things will line up. People will come into your space and it will blow your mind that he sent them there to get you, right? And it's not always going to be a walk in the park because remember that we know that people had to stand in the fire. And so sometimes God will make you go into the fire like he did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but he'll make you fireproof if it is that you ought to come out of it. But if you are seriously committed to doing what God has called you to do, Corel, there is nothing greater than that, I think, than to serve our God. That's what he put us here for. That's what he gives us all these gifts and these talents so that we can bring the church to the fore so that we can pursue that to the fullest extent so that people could see us and be like, my God, look at the God shining on you. Mm-hmm. It becomes an idol, Corel, when you think about it more than you think about God. When you, you think about the bottom line, you think about serving people. And Corel, I will tell you that I am guilty of this, that there have been times when I've taken jobs and taken roles, especially as a person in PR and marketing, for a product or even a, a thing that I may not believe in wholeheartedly, but the money was good, sis. And I really, I needed that little thing, right? <laughs> but I've come to you mind. You're right, you're right. You tell me. I've done it, Corel, and I, but I said to Carlos, I said, Carlos, I cannot continue to do this. I cannot, because every time I do it, like, you know, and, and God has to teach you these lessons until you break the cycle, right? Like the cycle will come again until you learn the lesson. And it's like, I cannot continue to just take on projects for money because I'm never happy at the end. It's always some sort of frustrated process. Y'all you better type in the chat and start preaching today. You cannot, you cannot do it. Go ahead, go ahead. The money will keep you sustained for this amount of time. And then after that, you're frustrated and agitated because it's never been about the money. And that's what we fail to realize. Doing it for the money versus doing it out of pure love and service. Man, Corel, when you see you just in your element and you serving from your cup of overflow because this is your craft and this is your gifted, he will bless you in ways that are so abundant. He will he bless will. you. He will. Oh, she dropped some gems just now. Your heart posture. Are you doing it for your glory or for God's glory? Are you accepting a project? And I have been, y'all heard me say I was thankful for a delay because God wanted me to focus on this right now. God wanted me to get this message to everybody right now. But he knew if that project wasn't delayed, I couldn't give 
this, I couldn't be able to do this week for free. I wouldn't be able to get everything that we need. I would be able to do if I was, because we do it for money, like, like the money sound good. So you have to realize, am I doing it for God? Is this something God told me to do? Or am I doing it because the money good? Or am I doing it because man, I hope y'all taking notes. Whoever take notes, send me them, man. You on mute, you on mute, unmute, unmute. We need to hear this. We need to hear this. Go ahead. Stop. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, go ahead, Corel. I was, uh, that's background noise. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. But uh, yeah, I was just saying, if you take your notes, send me them notes because my pen wasn't waking this morning and started dropped so much gems. Anyway, I got the replay and it could be on the relax. That's so I have to listen down. So this is the last question before we wrap up. Thank you all for staying with us. I know I promised y'all 30 minutes, but it, it's just too good to, to, to run over. So Sasha, head to the relax. that the replay will be available for a week if you still here. Last one. So Star, you've been blessed with a lot. You, you've been blessed. Mm -hmm. And so my question to you is having the blessings, being able to see all of the things God has given to you, and especially hearing your story where you said, you know, you came from humble beginnings. There was a scholarship to go to high school. There was a scholarship to mm -hmm. go to college. I don't want y'all to think I was just easy streeting all through my life. There was people who sowed into you because your parents sacrificed when you guys were um, younger. So how do you stay humble when you've been blessed with so much? So I think a part of it is the humble beginnings. Like... You know, I, I, I understand that the circumstances of so many are so much worse than mine were, but I also understand that my parents did a lot with a little bit of money. Like they really stretched it. And I can remember when my dad took his first like vacation with us in years, I remember him buying a shirt and that's how, that's how, you know, like later on reflecting on it now that it was a big deal because he hadn't bought a shirt in years that we didn't buy for him for Father's Day because every single dollar went to making sure that we were educated, making sure that we were okay. And you know, I remember when my dad died, because my dad died nine years ago now, and this guy came to the house. He was in a van with his wife and kids, and I, I'd never seen this man in my life, but he said to me that my dad had given him um, shoes and some money and some food one night when he had nothing to feed his family and himself. And I think about the fact that my mom and dad would do these types of things. And it's like, daddy, you was giving this man money and we had no money, right? But, but this is what type of people that they want. They are the people that would give their last to someone else. And I think they themselves have sown seeds that have blessed me so abundantly. And so I acknowledge that, right? That the blessings from our parents fall on our children. And so we have to be continuous about our dedication and determination to be people of God um, and show up in ways that serve because it blesses us in return. The other thing is that I met God in an early age, Karel. I'm blessed to, to have met the Holy Spirit at 13. And since then, I have continued to try to learn more about God. So it's not always been perfect. It's not always been, um, you know, the type of situation where I'm, I've not fallen short, but I've always tried to learn more about God. And in doing that, I've just come to see him in everything, right? Because when you look for him, he there. My life is a miracle, Corel. I mean, from the scholarship, I got to go to university just by talking to the person next to me to having my current mentor and in the phenomenal motivational speaker, Lisa Nichols. I just see the hand of God in everything and I look for him in everything. And when you look for God in everything, Corel, you can't help but to just stand back in awe of him because he, he will blow your mind every time if you look for him. But we don't look. We don't look, Corel. We, we look at the problem so often that we, we fail to see the light. We look at the darkness, so the light is not there. But you can't even have the light without the darkness. That's the point, right? That if we look for him, he is there. And Corella, if your posture is gratitude, if you wake up every day, the same way you started this call with the gratitude list, if you wake up every day and just thank God for the blessings. I remember as a child, my mommy would sing to me the song, count your blessings, name them one by one. And like I said, my, I didn't come from parents with no financial wealth, y'all. No, there was tough times in that house. But they taught us about the posture of gratitude. And if... if, if 
God could bless us and bless them the way that he did, then for me, I don't know how else to be but humble because the same mind. Right, right. 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 Yeah. To recognize as well that like, at the end of the day, any, at any point, it could all be taken away. Like it is. A, and so for me, that's why I live each day. Like, God, I'm so blessed. God, I'm so grateful. God, I'm so thankful because my dad's sudden death and that happened two months after my best friend died very suddenly, very young, was a reminder to me that at any point this could be gone. And what is left? What is left with the impact we've made on people and the way that that man could show up there and talk about my daddy um, putting shoes on him. And I don't know what that man would say to his kids, but if his kids become successful and it's because my daddy was able to tie them over for a month, then my dad's life mattered. So for yeah. me, it's not about, it's like, it's made us this bigger than me. God, what God have going on in the cosmos? I am just one little person that he's allowed to be here in this space and in this time to manifest his glory. And then I'm gone and no more. And so if you, if you, if we remember as the Bible teaches us to count, Lord, help me to count my days. Man, we wouldn't be worrying about the petty stuff. We would live in humility because we recognize that just to be here on this call is a blessing. And if we start to look at our lives through the lens of I am blessed, I am blessed, I am blessed, the blessings will continue to flow. Amen. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Start so there saying in the chat that that is so good. That is powerful. They relate to that. And some of the things that you said that you related to, you talked about, you know, losing your best friend and losing your father. And I believe that, you know, God teaches us a lot in painful moments. God mm -hmm. teaches us a lot in painful moments. And, you know, I lost my brother last year and that just kind of changes and shifts your perspective. To say, mm -hmm. you know, I'm on earth, like you said, to glorify God. I can't take any credit. Life can be gone in an instant. And I'm here to do his will and do what he said. If I get a bunch of money, if I get a bunch of fame, if I'm gone tomorrow, what's the use? I was reading a scripture verse in my devotion today that where you have to live with eternity in mind. You have to live mm -hmm. with the mindset of, of you're not of this world. As soon as I accept Christ, I'm no longer of this world. I'm living with God in mind. I'm living with eternity <laughs> in mind. So like you said, you can't take glory for the things that you see going on because you know it's God. And you see God in everything. And, and there was something very key of what you said too, in terms of at 13, you encountered the Holy Spirit. And when mm -hmm. we encounter the Holy Spirit and we allow God to speak through our lives, we can see in every instant, the same me, the same me that's sitting next to this person that get that got me to be able to go for a scholarship for school. The same me was hosting a show that connected with Kayleen and now this lady's my mentor. I think that she's your son's godmother too. She is, she is. Okay. Like, like the same, the same. <laughs> and correctness I, I before I because I, I know we're gonna wrap up but I, I really want we went in the chat like this is so happy on my heart if you would just be a person of excellence and whatever God has called you to like oh God and I, I may get emotional because I know some of the women on this call and y'all are so powerful you know and I really didn't tell to get emotional so I noticed this very but God wants you to be so committed to your excellence he just wants you to just be committed to just showing up and doing it for him so many of us look at the likes you're looking for the numbers, but that's not what God is calling you to. God will bring the people. When that Ethiopian eunuch was in there praying, he had that Bible in front of him. He didn't know what to do with those words. He wasn't a Jew. He didn't know what the scripture was unveiling to him, but God sent somebody to him that could explain it and could bring him into one accord. You are that someone for somebody. And it doesn't matter if you have 40,000 likes or four. If in that four, there's somebody that has gotten called to God because of what you were doing, you have done so much more than enough. That's all that God wants for us, man. And Corral, if we would stay true to the call, just stay true to the call. God will line it up. You won't have a hungry day. And it may not be that you have a million dollars to leave behind, but he will make sure that your needs are met. He promises you that, right? You got to trust in these promises. You have to speak them over your life. You have to remind him of what he promised you. But he said that he would bless you. He would bless your children. Some of us, I look at my parents and my mom still is struggling as a widow, you know, and I do the best that I can by her. But I look at her children and we don't struggle, y'all. 
And so some of us, it may not even be in our generation, but he's brought you to break generational curses, but you got to stay committed. Like don't, don't be, don't let the world is the money and the power and the fame. That's the world. But God got your people for you. So if you stay in your lane, if you do what he called you to do, the right people will find you and you will bless their spirit and you and your generations will be blessed as a result of you blessing them. But you got to stay committed to what he said for you to do. Don't look at nobody else's grace. He graced each person for their race individually. What he called you to, he have for you. And you are enough in your space and your direction and what he said to you. That's all I, I really had to just put that out deck around. No, no, it was needed. It was needed. It was needed. I, I am so thankful that you agreed to come on this morning. And I am so thankful that, you know, that you're sharing sharing because I, I believe that it's really touching souls and that there are people who really needed to hear what you said just now because sometimes we do get caught up in the numbers we do get caught up in seeing results and feeling like god i've been faithful to you god i've been obedient i'm only doing what you've called me to do but i don't see the money and i don't see the people following there's still only four people showing up there's still only there's there's nobody showing up where, where and we think it's about the numbers and like you said even if it's just one my sister said had this song where you know a pre I can't remember the whole song, but there was a preacher. There was all these holy people that were in a car crash and only one person survived, which was the prostitute. And the prostitute ended up giving birth um, to a son. And she got the Bible from the preacher who was in the car. And that son became a big preacher who everybody knew about and was able to spread the word. So like you said, she only touched her child. She only touched her child. So you may feel like I'm only a mother. I'm only doing this. Or I don't have this amount of influence. And God is saying, no, I've called you to something. And whatever I called you to do, do it with excellence. And I thank you for reminding the queens that are on the call today of that. I thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to use you. And just to remind us that we are queens. Cathelja said, three wooden crosses songs by Randy Travis. You could YouTube it. Three wooden crosses song by Randy Travis. But we just, like Erica Burroughs just said, seek him first and be obedient. Just be obedient to what God has called you to do. He's called you for a reason. There's someone who's attached to what you've been called to. Verna Sub said, this is powerful. God bless you, women of God, and continue to be obedient. Blessings and favor to you. Blessings and favor to you guys. Y'all, please send blessings and love to Star. And I just, I like to close in prayer. After the prayer, I want to tell you how you can stay connected to Star and just find out more of what she's doing and more about the event we're doing on November 20th. If you have to leave, we understand. Um, but I just, I, she's just given such a powerful word. I think that this is someone that you want to stay connected to um and so we're just going to close out and pray and thank god for the word dear heavenly father we thank you so much for star we thank you for allowing her to pour out of her spirit everything that you fed into her lord and lord we just ask for anointing over her we ask you to pour back into her lord we ask for a covering lord we ask you to continue to help her to walk into the fullness that you've called her to do lord we thank you for the blessings that are upon our life we thank you for the people that will be connected to her we thank you for our humble spirit lord may she continue to walk with the holy spirit and continue to allow him to manifest in her life all the things that you have chosen for her to do we thank you for all the lives that were changed on the call today all the hearts that were shifted, all of the, the insecurities that would have been revealed, the idols, the hidden idols that would have been revealed. Lord, help us to not idolize money, idolize power, idolize fame, but help us to just think about you, to be obedient to you and walk in the fullness of what you've called us to do. Lord, help us to know that abundance doesn't necessarily mean money and power, but it means having an abundant life in you, Lord. Help us to sit and seek with eternity on our mind and not to be hungry for the things of this world because we are not a part of this world. You have called us to greater and we thank you for the greater that you've called us to in your precious and glorious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.